There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you so much for downloading or tuned into the podcast. We're grateful for each of our listeners. We thank the Lord for those listening to homeschool, those who are using this for chapel services, let the children listen, moms and dads listening as well. Some of you use this for family devotions. You shared that with us. We have some folks that have been downloading that are fairly new listeners to the podcast, and we rejoice in each and every one of you. We've crossed the 10,000 podcast download, and that's not just listeners. That's those who have downloaded content. Many others have listened, and so we know that some folks are listening, how we're thankful for that. As we move into the one-year anniversary here in about five or six weeks of the podcast, uh, we're thankful for all those that have tuned in. And I wish you'd tell somebody else about the podcast that they also might listen. We just want to be a help to people. We want to be a blessing to people. This past weekend, we were in a new church. What a blessing that was for us being Broad Top City there at the New Hope Baptist Church and the folks there. And what a blessing it was to meet many folks we'd never met before. And I've been there attending revival services, but never had the opportunity to preach. So we rejoice in that. We'll be home this weekend, Lord will, at the Manassas Community Baptist Church. Heard good reports on this weekend at the House of God while we were out preaching and how we're thankful for that. Missionary Tim Lewis, his wife Rebecca, will be with us. And uh, we're looking forward to what the man of God has for us in that day. Psalm 111 is our next psalm, and this is just a psalm of exaltation. A psalm of exhortation, if you will, either one. You can say it exalts the Savior. It also exhorts man. And so both those things are effective psalms, and we rejoice in that. Not particularly messianic, but in the volume of the book, it is written of me. I don't ever want to lose sight of that. I pray that you never lose sight of that. And let's just look what the Lord has given us in Psalm 111 today. He said, praise ye the Lord. Now, I realize the Word of God tells us that often, but how much praise do you really hear today? How much do you really hear people praising the Lord with their lips, their lips always given to his praise and always exalting Jesus Christ and speaking of the goodness of God? Very rarely do you hear people today that are given the praise. And yet the praise of the saints of God, the praise that goeth up, many times affects people, many times will cause hearts to be searched and hearts to be stirred, and how we rejoice in that praise. How good it is to hear the praises of the saints of God. And I say again, we ought to just praise him. If you don't feel like it, you ought to praise him. When you're down in the dumps, you ought to praise him. I know several years back, we were in a situation with a family that's in ministry full-time, as we are, and they were going through a pretty low point. And so I said, this is something my family and I do. We'll sit down and we go around and we'll take five or ten praises one at a time. And I would start and say, I want to thank the Lord. And I'd thank the Lord for something, not only what he's done, but also for who he is and how he works in our family and in our life together. And I explained that, and my wife will give praise, and then I'll give another praise, and we'll just go back and forth. And I, I shared that with this family, and we began to just praise the Lord. There's a little place where we were staying, and uh, God began to move on that. God began to stir in that. 
And I remember just a couple months later reminding that man of that same thing. And he told me, he said, they only got to about the second or third praise around the table with his family. And the tears began to flow and the darkness lifted and the gloom began to pull off. All that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It's been our theme all month long in our ministry going back about four or five weeks now, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness. Again, it's not what he does, it's who he is. And we can just praise the Lord. He's worthy to be praised. And he said that God inhabits the praises of Israel. And I believe that if God would inhabit the praise of Israel, I certainly believe God would inhabit the praises of the saints of God in his church. And how we just need to praise him, how we need to be thankful, lift up holy hands without wrath or doubt, and just say, blessed be the name of the Lord. So he said, I will praise the Lord my whole heart. And that's one of those things. It's so hard to understand. How do we do things with our whole heart? Well, if you look at that whole heart through the scripture, You'll find out with the whole heart, men can seek God. I will love the Lord with my whole heart. I will serve the Lord with my whole heart. We see that throughout the scripture. One of those great passages in Psalm 119, we see that so many times in there as, uh, as the psalmist writes about the heart and writes about wanting to serve God with his whole heart and with all of his being. And yet, my friend, it's easy for us to say with our lips, but it's so hard sometimes to live that wholehearted service for the Lord. And yet I desire to be there. The uh, word of God in Isaiah 1 and 5, that's what the whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. Why? It's gotten weary. It's gotten to the place it's ready to faint. We also know that the Lord said, I'll plant them in the land assured with my whole heart. He's in my whole soul. We're to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. In Psalm 119, again, he cried with his whole heart. Psalm 119.10, with my whole heart have I sought thee. I will keep thy precepts, verse 69, with my whole heart. He goes on and gets in Psalm 119 again, verse 58, entreated thy favor with my whole heart. Verse 34, I shall observe the law with my whole heart. I them that seek him with the whole heart. And so we see a pattern established. I will praise thee with my whole heart, Psalm 138 and 1. We see that the Lord wants our heart. I will praise the Lord in the assembly with my whole heart. Why? Because it's there in the house of God. If we'll praise him with our heart, we'll have no trouble praising him with our lips. If we praise him from within, the external will be no problem. The reason I believe men don't praise him with their lips is their hearts do not praise him. How we rejoice in spirit when we can praise the Lord with our whole heart. And he said to do this in the assembly of the upright and in the congregation. Now that kind of eliminates some of this stuffiness, kind of eliminates some of this sour, dead, formal religion. We praise him in song. We praise him in testimony. We praise him in exhortation. We praise him in exaltation. It's always right to praise the Lord. It's always proper to praise the Lord and to praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. I believe that's a pattern for testimonies. I believe that we ought to praise the Lord for his goodness and then we also ought to praise the Lord for his wonderful works. As we see them, we ought to praise him. He said in verse 2, the works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. And by the way, you have to know him to know it's his work. A lot of people have little trinkety things and very small things they bring up. And they say, well, this is something God did. This is something the Lord did for me. And I don't find fault with that. 
But you realize God is in the good things. God is in the bad things. God is in the trinkety things. God is in the large things. God's in the small blessings. God's in the large blessings. If we could see the work of God and know that these were of God, and I believe his children will realize these things are of the hand of God. Being full-time in ministry, you know, occasionally somebody will slip you a little piece of money. I've had children come up and hand me literally coins or a coin and just said, the Lord laid this on my heart. I've had people come and give me checks of large sums, try to be a help to our family, especially when we were off the road for my wife to have children. And different times, people would send us money to try to help us financially. And what a blessing that was. But do you realize those children that gave of those small alms and the folks that gave a check? Listen, it's easier for me to look at the big check and say, man, that's a blessing of God. But do you realize that small thing is a blessing of God? That small thing is a blessing of God because I see children that want to be a blessing to God. God's people. And that stirs within me. That's some of the longer lasting most of the time of the big things. Why? Because we realize that's a work of God. That's something that God has wrought and how we rejoice in those things. That's why his work is honorable in verse three and glorious and his righteousness endureth forever. There's a couple of things we see in the word of God that endureth forever. Again, we see that in verse 10 at the end of this chapter, his praise endureth forever. Here the psalmist said, his righteousness endureth forever. If you look that phrase up, endureth forever in the word of God, and I simply search those two words together, we'll find out his name endureth forever. We'll find out his praise endureth forever. We'll find out numerous times for his mercy, thank God, his mercy, getting less than our iniquities deserve, his mercy endureth forever. Then the word of God said, his truth endureth forever. And then thank God he also told us in the scriptures, the word of the Lord endureth forever. There is no end to him. There is no end to his praise. There's no end to his righteousness. There's no end to his name. No end to his praise. No end to his mercy. No end to his truth. That's why the word of the Lord endureth forever. Just some small things but he said, the Lord endureth forever. What a mighty thing in my heart that is. He made his wonderful works to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion. I thank God he's full of compassion. When he sees me, he can have compassion upon me. When he sees you, he can have compassion upon you. When he sees the needy in their own plight, their own folly, and their own failure, the Lord God of heaven can have compassion upon them because he is full of compassion he has given meat unto them that fear him. He will ever be mindful of his covenant. Not just the physical meat is speaking of. Yes, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. But can I say also, in addition to that, the Lord will give his children meat. The Lord will give those that fear him the meat of the word of God. That strong doctrine, that strong meat, that thing we need more than anything else in our life, the meat of the word of God. And God will be mindful of his covenant. In verse 6, he has showed his people the power of his works, that he may give them the heritage of the heathen. We talked about that yesterday on the podcast. God is going to give us the heritage of the heathen. Why? It's one of his mighty works. He showed his people the power of his mighty works. And can I say this, my friend? 
We have seen the power of the mighty works of God in this day in which we live. We just don't want to see it on the level, or we don't see on the level what we think we ought to see. We don't want to see for what it is. We're looking for something bigger, something larger. Do you realize that one sinner that repented, there's joy in the presence of the angels of heaven, more than for over one sinner that repented, the 91 just persons having no need of repentance. That's a great victory. That is the work of God. Preacher was talking today, he's talking about how he, in his early years, getting saved, would see hundreds and hundreds of people getting saved in Baptist churches. And it wasn't uncommon to see 40 or 50 saved in a revival service. And he was lamenting how today we see very few getting saved. We see very few truly coming to repentance. Why the word of God is not being preached. Men are not being told to repent. They're not taught the precepts of God. There's no fear of God before their eyes. Yet we can still praise the Lord for the power of his works Then in verse 7, the works of his hands are verity and judgment. All his commandments are sure. Oh, that we would praise God for his commandments. Thank God for the commandment that keeps me aright. Thank God for his commandments that keep me in the way. They stand fast forever and ever and are done in truth and uprightness. That's why we stand and praise the Lord in the congregation. And what did the psalmist say? The assembly of the upright and in the congregation. That's where the assembly is. It's in the congregation of the upright, the saints of God, that called out assembly, that body of believers, and we can praise him, and we can say the commandments stand fast forever, done in truth and uprightness. He sent redemption unto his people. He hath commanded his covenant forever. Holy and reverend is his name. Oh, how holy is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. How holy is the name of Jehovah God? How reverent is that name? So many, they use it flippantly, use it indifferently, use it as a as a, just a cliche or just a buzzword. Many use it in profanity. Many use it in cursings. Many use it in blasphemy. But all his name is holy. How holy is that name? How precious is that name? How reverent is that name to you, the name of the Lord? The fear of the Lord, in verse 10, is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments. His praise endureth forever. All the the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. In the book of Proverbs in chapter 1, he said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. If you even have an interest in the things of God, we ought to rejoice and thank the Lord for his goodness to the children of men. Have a great day. There's a lost soul who's tired of his sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord. As he cries for forgiveness and mercy, God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manassa Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 
1-800-273-1706. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption calleth not. Now the angels of God are rejoicing, for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints are.